0: back once again folks live in greenwood bonjour bonjour salome what's up and welcome to how you living bonjour everybody brojour brojour <laughs> uh we're here live on top of the chaz tower the million dollar studios per the use to bring you the woke news how you doing there chaz no I'm doing pretty good pretty good uh, feeling a little lethargic after a party last night yeah, there was a bit of pizza. We had a, a little make-your-own-pizza gathering. It was pretty great. It was successful. It was yeah. 30-something people, maybe, at some point. It was a yeah. A lot of peeps. A lot of pizza. A lot of pints.
1: Indeed. So, yeah, that's how I'm living in the interim and, you know, just trying to stay up with all the news as usual. Uh, Trying to see what was going on and talk about all the things that have been happening. So, yeah.
0: And that's where we come in, and uh, this week's no different than any other, and uh, just to get the show started with our normal number one uh, segment, we have cuckoo <coughs> callbacks brought to you today by Calling Back Things from earlier podcasts, um, and uh, there's a lot of the topics of our previous shows that have come into uh focus again i i think one of them is the uh the fcc oh yeah like so this week is a big week um
1: the fcc should be voting on uh, title two changes going back to title one on thursday so keep getting your voices out there but really uh we'll just have to see what happens uh, what happens next we've done pretty much all we really can do um seeing that the chairman of the fcc is an unelected position um and because they have a democratic role there's not a lot we can do in the bureaucratic process so we are gonna have to start seeing if there can be some legal victories yeah um Mm -hmm. and but if there's no legal precedent for it then then it'll be uh, some dark days for the internet
0: Yeah. And the changes will be pretty swift. You know, they'll come into uh, effect, you know, within a a year or so. Yeah.
1: Probably 2019 or so. Yeah.
0: So, and, uh, you know, and that's a callback to our episode 27 way back (coughs) in July (coughs) where we were talking about uh, the plans the FCC had and how net neutrality was definitely going to be on the table. And you've seen it now, live folks in the news every, every day. So, You know, we're not we're not just like yelling about random things. There's definitely some agenda that's going along with the uh, the people in power right now, and we can you can follow along. You can see what's going to happen later if you uh, check out the bills we talk about or or kind of do a little extra research into some of the topics we talk about. Indeed, and
1: I want to comment a little on Ajit Pai because Ajit Pai, I think on previous episodes, I've yelled at him. quite a bit because he really definitely is a good politician and by that he's able to say things in a way that you know he's being intentionally vague to be obfuscative but it's and but for people who take things at face value it sounds fine
0: yeah it sounds good right
1: and it's always he does he does the Kellyanne Conway thing way better and then i remember vice vice has been doing a lot of good work this year getting in there and they were talking to him and he was saying they're like we're talking about these things that like so to bring up the one thing and the big criticism have of Ajit pi and people who are centrist and on the republican side about title ii and its protections is they'll say well For the two years that we didn't have those uh, protections, things were fine. I'm like, that's because, like, remember when SOPA and PIPA were happening, people? Like, did people forget that? Yeah. Yeah, that was like 2012, 2013. But those were bills that Republican lawmakers wanted to put in that says, no, you can't restrict the Internet in this way. And we said no, and they listened to us as the American people. But, you know, they basically said, all right, if we can't do it this way, then we have to do it another way. So now they own the presidency. The presidency puts in someone into that seat and... and Whose
0: sole agenda is to dismantle the system from within.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And he's a smooth talker. He's a lawyer from Verizon. Like, all the writings on the wall, you can see the sum of its parts is greater than its whole. And so... So then they're just gonna get a. So that's why. And that's why I'm really interested to see where the legal things happen with this. But you know, like the free exchange of information on the internet, I think basically what is going to have to happen is the internet is gonna have to somehow be owned by the people. And oh,
0: okay, tell uh, describe that a bit more.
1: Well, definitely <laughs> in this neighborhood, we've been talking about. Uh, getting a collection of houses together and doing internet street by street right or and like you know and maybe that could grow neighborhood to neighborhood uh but like the thing cities can do is definitely do municipal internet uh as we've talked about before so but like if your internet connectivity comes from a big company then they can control what you can see and and all that but if it's controlled by you the community then you guys control that and you can say if you want free unfettered access to the internet then you're like we want free unfettered access to internet because that's what uh and that's what we set out to do so so yeah that's what i have to say about that i think i think it's time to we've done the best we can with the fcc fight the the rules are going to change um so basically once the people start banding together and creating your own opportunities for it um definitely building competition and undercutting basically the larger companies by, by
0: them losing to it. Right. So, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then, uh, what other callbacks do we have this week outside of that?
1: So I don't know if you all remember a while back, back when all the shootings were happening and just, you know, how gun legislation was coming up week by week. Uh, we went over HR 38 concealed carry reprocity act. And and this one recently passed the house. So and now there's a lot of criticism of it. And, and of course, when I read it all those weeks ago, I was like, yeah, this is and this is allowing for. Well, I think I said this would allow for more mass shootings to happen in mass. Right, and because it, and and then it's always the same arguments are going to be the same. They're law abiding, and all it takes is one snap judgment, or one moment, or one change in the worldview that you embrace to change a law abiding citizen to an unlaw abiding citizen. So I'd feel like that argument is way off base and not looking at why this is such a big deal. I I know as like for gun freedom and and also for people who are in states rights that choose to and the states say no if you want to own and operate a gun in our state then you own and operate a gun in our state but if you if another state has different laws right how are you going to know how to comply um comply, comply with, with them? those laws yeah. right or are you going to really sit down sit people down and say give them a test on all the different laws and all that right right and so it's It'll be interesting, it'll likely, but this is a thing that Republicans go for, so it'll likely pass and be signed into law, and I think that'll be one of the big victories if they do it, I think. Um, So there is a chance, if y'all are out there and you want to talk to Rand Paul or Bernie Sanders or people who I think might slide a little bit into this, because for this to pass i think they need a 60 person majority um so they might it might be easy for a few choice democrats to be like nah son nah
0: don't yeah yeah well yeah and if we could sway enough then that doesn't pass yeah or so they'll re you know they'll rescind the vote and go back to committee and all that other stuff mm-hmm. yeah i we-
1: and so there's that um and then i guess the other thing is the tax bill we all know the tax bill passed um the senate after a very long and grueling session where they're just where where they're doing it in the most half-assed way possible and i remember seeing a twitter message and that says why are you mad liberals this is the same way um y'all put it through the ppaca and I think what they were referencing is that they put something through along party lines um, but the Republicans were always in opposition with it and even during that time and they, they were all you could see Paul Ryan talking to Obama and he was saying like what? basically, well, Paul Ryan was talking the same thing and and this actually kind of all meshes together into one big ball of what we should expect in two thousand and eighteen from our Congress is retitlement reform because the whole thing about the Republicans back when they wanted to put the p p a c a out there. Is that they wanted to, they said, hey, Americans are entitled to good health care. They can't keep be- being gamed by the system of the free market and capitalism. Right. So let's give them exchanges that allows them to have affordable health care. Right. But in the, and as we talked about in the episode about the health care, they kind of faltered in making the extension of Medicare uh, for the states not mandatory. Right. So then that causes states to go, my prices are going up. And then it caused people to have civil unrest and civil unrest. And this is how we get to this point. Yeah. So so, and there's subtle things in the tax bill, too, that when they're doing this reconciliation to watch out for, um, the one about the individual mandate for getting insurance would be taken away, which would take away the incentive of people getting insurance, which will lower the exchanges even more um and make it basically an unhealthy ecosystem in places um it don't no, make it an unhealthy ecosystem in the places that voted for trump further compounding their real worldview as real even though there's a lot of nuance that goes into it yeah uh so that's going to be bad uh and then
0: Oh, I was just going to say yeah, so the Republican bills are just uh they're definitely coming against us. They're <laughs> and they're starting to get traction and if they do start passing a few of these, we're going to actually see some of those results and uh in this presidency, you know, it it marches on and as it gets more steam and momentum if they can kind of paint this picture as a successful presidency, you know, 2020 is going to be a hard fight. So You know, these battles need to be won now and we need to get that momentum going now Mm -hmm. so that we can kind of cut this short as soon as we can. So, you know, these are important battles because that's that's what Trump is
1: going to because that's the battle in 2018. If you're a Democrat running in a red state, um, you're going to have to talk about how you being a representative at that state is going to help them out. Uh, because we, when we talk about Democrats and Republicans, it's always about like the hardline issues, like pro-choice versus uh, pro-life, or you know, um, freedom of speech and what that means for us, and and things along those lines. So right. So yeah, I think it, when we go into 2018, I definitely think as Democrats we have to understand why those individuals have chosen to embrace those values and seeing what do we need to do in order to both get to a point where Congress can come and start working together again. Because, you know, everybody's going, is like they're going to go hard on America first. Oh, yeah. Hard. And, and everything they're going to want to put in is basically going to be like, Amer- Basically, boils down to America needs good-paying blue-collar jobs that allows for us to maintain a standard of living that we've been used to for the past fifty years, and so, and we don't care what or who we have to destroy in order to get it. That's kind of where they're at. Yeah. That's where that populist uh, movement is. So. We're going to have to go in some way and say, like, if you might change your paradigm, are you going to change your paradigm to those jobs don't exist anymore? Like, for the most part, they're not all going to come back. But you can see that thing that happened recently with Trump where he took away federal lands, that one right there is exactly saying, I don't like this regulation that doesn't allow us to do things on federal lands. So if we're allowed to do things on federal land, we would create jobs. And when we create jobs, we would grow the economy. right?" And they're only looking at one side of the equation when they do that. But that's the only one side that they care about. And you're not going to get them to the care about the other side until their needs are met. So I hope more Democrats go into these elections where people are looking for these type of jobs And coming up with practical, no-nonsense plans that say, this is how I'm going to get you back to work.
0: Yeah. A specific way. In a way that can feed an emotion. Yeah. Because a lot of these voters are emotional voters, and we need them to believe in our statements and not just hear the words. Exactly. Because they've been felt talked at by the Democratic Party in the past.
1: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And they need to be talked to. Yeah. You got to understand why they embrace the values they embrace. And once you start approaching it from that point, then you can have a better understanding of what's going on in the decision making in their part. But
0: And I think that can close the door on our callbacks this indeed. week. Indeed. And bring us forward into our next segment of The State of America, which Doo-doo. has everybody's favorite and most requested. Sometimes I feel I've got to Boo Watch. Bo-bo-bo-bill watch. Bill watch the segment where Chaz takes a deeper look into one of the bills that we will be facing currently in our Congress. What Congress are we dealing with these days?
1: Um, We are, you know what? I should know that we are, we are dealing with the 115th Congress. Okay. There we go. Uh, Yes. So, uh, and uh, so there's actually been a lot going on with the sexual allegations uh, in Congress right now. There've been three, congress people who are resigning because of some degree of uh, sexual misconduct so for bill watch i wanted to bring up the me too congress act uh this one there is a version of it in the senate and a version of it in the house Uh, i'm looking at the one that's in the house at the moment it is hr four three nine six and MeToo is a bit of an acronym. It stands for Member and Employee Training and Oversight on Congress Act. And what it's basically supposed to do is amend the Congressional Accountability Act of 1995 to reform the procedures provided under such act for the investigation and resolution of allegations that employing offices of the legislative branch have violated the rights and protections provided to their employees under such act, including protections against sexual harassment. To require the updating of programs of sexual harassment prevention and response training in employment. To institute biennial employment discrimination climate surveys for uh, and for other purposes.
0: So yeah, it's the sexual harassment playbook uh bill yeah to uh to be more of a a standard in their than their offices for sure so that's interesting uh and what 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 points on that do you have what uh who's uh, sponsoring that (laughs) by the way
1: who is sponsoring it it is uh, jackie spieler uh might be saying their their name wrong Uh, she uh, yep she's from california all right. And she is a part of the 14th
0: district. The fighting 14th.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And so basically, it's just to have uh, more oversight in... in it. Bo- no, no. It's to make it so when someone has concerns or needs to bring forth sexual, um, sexual misconduct, sexual assault, in anything of the sort to someone to basically, which would be the HR of the legislative branch. Right. There are the protections that they have now um, basically put all the onus on the woman. And these new protections are, are supposed to more put more of the onus on the one receiving the allegations. So primarily it would be the men and they feel this would allow for more misconduct to come to light if it happens and ultimately that would teach uh our congressmen not to be you know
0: such dicks right that there are consequences and such well um yeah so we need to keep an eye on that bill as it moves its way through and see uh see how it does in both the houses um that's and you know that's hopefully is the result of of this situation is that we start to see a change in attitude and a change in behavior you know Mm -hmm. uh that's the goal
1: yeah because uh and then there's also i guess a mild controversy since we're talking about the me too act we can talk about the hashtag me too movement um and there was the time person of the year was the hashtag me too movement but there were some criticisms of both uh, Taylor Swift being on the cover because she won her case. And also uh, Tarana Burke, who was the creator of uh, #MeToo Me 10 Years Ago, not being on the cover either. So, so definitely it, it's a mixed bag of like it's good that, you know, sexual harassment and just the everyday life that women uh, lead, uh, lead because of what men do to them is coming into light but it's also there are some instances where time person of the year is a big honor but definitely people who probably could have benefited from that honor more weren't represented by it so it kind of only feels like yeah
0: fan service it it felt it felt interesting to do that yeah because they call it was the silence breakers was what they yeah. put, and and i did think like it it really should have shown the movement having more steam by having at least photo evidence of a lot of the other accusers and Mm -hmm. just kind of show kind of the level of people that have been dealing with this and, and being a part of the movement in public, which has been like, you know, from the victim's point of view, like the hardest part is like, you know, trying to like move on from something and then seeing that there's value in your comments and Mm -hmm. having to like bring back, you know, memories and bring back specifics of something you might've already moved past, but making it public for the first time because now you feel that there's an empowerment, you know, that, that being the, the thing, why do you put four different women on there when we've already heard, you know, 500 uh, cases that we hear publicly in the news and there must be hundred times that in the reality. Yeah. Yeah. So it is kind of a, like you're saying, like, I don't think you show five, any five women and you make the statement correctly.
1: Yeah. No, no. Um, I didn't even think about that either.
0: Yeah. I don't know, but you know, it's, and I mean, what difficulty for time, uh, applaud to them not putting Trump on the cover and not selecting somebody else. Like they, they definitely had the right idea, Mhm. you know, that was a good, that was a good play, but yeah, I think ultimately they're going to get a lot of flack probably just for those people's selection and you know, not to diminish what they were doing Oh a- yeah, and the, and, and the fact that, you know, I I don't remember the specifics on the Taylor Swift thing, but you know like I'm sure their their situations are um you know a part of the movement as well it's just it's just interesting to only have the that inclusion so
1: yeah I think now that you said all that that the cover would have had a lot more impact if it was just you saw a sea of women and you just had a hashtag me too on the front right and that would have done it because that is that is what that is it's you you need to see that, and, and it can start, like, it happens to your mother, it happens to your sister, it happens to your aunt, it happens to your, uh, classmate, it happens to your coworker, and guess what, fellas, you might be doing it. Right. <laughs> and so,
0: yeah, no, it's, uh, and so, so it was important, so, you know, applaud to time for the attempt, you know, they might've fumbled the ball at the one a little bit, but, uh, mm-hmm and you know applaud to the people that were included in the cover for you know being public in your stories and and being willing to be a part of that uh you know it's not like they have artistic control they'd be like i think we should have more women here <laughs> like the, you know the photographer's like i've got an <laughs> i've got an hour to take these photos like what are we going to do but, uh, moving forward uh state of america i want to take a little moment um i only have two topics that i'm going to add today and i'm a pepper in. and right now I want to talk about the fires that are raging in California. Oh, yeah. Shit. Because you can, like, see it from space. Wow. It's taking down, like, million-dollar homes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, taking down, like, uh, horse tracks where there's professional horse racing. Holy shit. Yeah, people had to, like, go in and try and, like, rescue horses, and, like, Ooh. hundreds still perished in the fires. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yo, this, damn. Yeah, it's it's for Ooh, real. That's um, a huge, this is a
1: huge hit. To-
0: I've got a, I got a little clip here. Uh, we don't have to hear the whole thing. Thing, but uh, this is just from ABC News, probably from tonight, and it's just about the fire. It's California update. wildfires killing a woman who's trying to escape the flames in her car. The winds died down yesterday, giving firefighters a fighting chance, but they could pick up again today. ABC's Marcy Gonzalez joins us now from Ventura County, California, with more. Marcy, good morning. Tom and Paula, good morning. That, as residents of this neighborhood and others are waiting to be allowed to return, some coming home. To just utter destruction like this, the garage here, where you see this scorched car, this and it's just and a car air. that's in front oh of basically a burned-down, complete, demolished. You could you could put the scene if you remove the uh, the the news reporter. You could say that she's you know in Syria, you know, from the destruction. You just, there's nothing oh. left. You know, it's just nothing, nothing left. So wow, fuck. So yeah, that's uh you know, and 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 it's December. That's just kind of the thing for me is like, you know, I definitely don't feel like that's a natural occurrence in the month of December.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's definitely it, it's definitely not because it's cold, it's because it's dry. Right. And uh, yeah but that dryness is because of climate change yeah and you're not supposed to be you would think like of course california is a bit of a dry place anyway right but there would be a little more moisture in winter just because of you know cold air and here in seattle it's cold and you know the morning dew and the moisture that we have here comes black ice and you're like shit it's barely above freezing while this is happening, so... Yeah, yeah. But down there, yeah, even with cold temperatures, with the right spark and enough dryness, it just goes whoosh. And that's what happened up here, too, over um in the eastern side of Washington.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's true, and, and the you know, the fire season's just getting extended every year, but it's this is, like, getting a little ridiculous, and so hopefully they can get it under control i'm sure now they've gotten a few days at it they're starting to get ahead of it in certain places yeah so they can start cutting it off and, and building fire lines and whatnot but uh mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh it's dangerous in the na- natural world that's for sure we're not always in control and uh, it doesn't matter how much money you have if your uh, house is about to burn down you need to leave
1: yeah you got gtfo
0: um and then uh what else do you have in the uh topics plenty since we're officially in the episode i'm not even gonna try to name a number it's somewhere in the 40s <laughs> you know what i mean you don't ask someone their age so that's right you know we've we've
1: old enough to go through breakups have a midlife crisis yeah we've got
0: like a stepson he's like 15 but it's like whatever right <laughs> it's
1: all like you're, you're
0: like i really feel good about myself and all that but you know yeah you uh, keep signing up for yoga but not going i don't, I don't know um so yeah what else is going on in the world uh trump definitely tried to uh i don't know what he was trying to do but it ultimately created a chaos moving the uh embassy that was uh in israel in tel aviv which is closer to the gaza area where um palestine resides if you want to call it palestine you know um and uh, and then moved it to Jerusalem, which is in the heart of Israel in the sense, uh, to some people, is kind of an affront to the movement of the two-state solution. Oh, uh, yeah. And a lot more. And so that's, you know, creating violence abroad again Yeah, in a part of the world that does not need more of that.
1: No, it doesn't. And it, it was very interesting about him because this is probably the first time in a little bit that he's straight up done a campaign promise. Because he said during the campaign that he was going to say that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. And then they'll say, and when I was listening to the morning news, they were talking about, well, what about East Jerusalem? And it kind of circled into back to the America First program where he was like, look, not, well, he had a rally for Roy Moore and more on that later uh but when he had a rally for Roy Moore right on the border of Alabama and Florida yeah and they were saying he was saying I am not the president of the world I am the president of the United States of America and so it's definitely more and more America first and I think the way he sees it is that he both said hey I get to keep a campaign promise, and two, I get to kind of see myself out of this whole situation by making a definitive statement, but people have said, what they have criticized them of is that America was trying to broker peace between the Palestinians and the Israelis, but, and this kind of just went, Pfft, no. Yeah, definitely now.
0: on the track that we had we had been forming, you know. But we've been forming that track multiple times for the last, you know, thirty, fifty, forever years. So mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 definitely a difficult uh gamble. Uh ultimately it's strange. I forgot that embassy placement's part of his decision making. Yeah. And it, if you look at the budget and he doesn't want to do jack all with it. Yeah. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. Uh, What other news topics did you come across? It's been a busy week.
1: Yeah. I guess we can uh, go into a little bit. Uh, I want to go into my thoughts about Roy Moore. I guess it's more of a callback, but he's definitely all the Republicans and President Trump are all in on uh, this sort of thing. So before it was like, ew, you nasty. And then didn't he go like, Well you nasty, but you one of us, I guess, okay. It, it is what they're saying and Vice, who we mentioned a little bit earlier, did a whole little sit down with a group of people, uh, from Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama specifically, and everybody knows about all the big racial tension that happened specifically in uh, Birmingham Alabama it wasn't too long ago when buses were bombed right because they were marching for civil rights right like like so keep that in mind when you hear this clip it is all I'm saying (laughs) it's let me see I'm gonna pull it up
0: it's clip time here we go because 97% of the African-American community is going to vote for Doug Jones. Does that not concern you? It does. Yes, it does. It,
1: it ha- that, yes, that concerns me greatly. It tells me that Roy Moore didn't do a very good job of getting out and campaigning.
0: So why aren't they voting Republican? Because they listen to people, you know, that are, uh, that have influence over them. If, if they've been so destroyed, why do they keep voting for them? Why won't they vote for your candidates? Well, in my opinion, they'd be stupid. I don't understand that. If you vote for somebody that's making you worse and worse, do you call that smarter, stupid?
1: It's, isn't a better question why African Americans wouldn't vote for him? I mean, like, why do they want immigrants coming over and, and taking the jobs that they could be having? You know, what do they believe? Do they believe a baby should be aborted at nine months? I mean, I... I
0: Wow, everything goes right back to abortion, like baby-killing. Yeah, well, see... Nine months, like, what? Yeah. No, Democrats want to kill children at 12 years old. Come on, guys, you guys got to get down behind the program. Mm Mm-hmm. We let them live for a while.
1: Yeah, so the Roy Moore thing, there's been a lot surrounding it, and I feel that clip embodies kind of the last-ditch effort of Doug Jones trying to get it. So Doug Jones has come across some criticism because he... Uh, posted a meme advertisement that basically said if Roy Moore was a black man do you think he would get elected and the criticisms of him are is like again you're co-opting blackness in order to get to get your message out there and uh, just saying like I mean like yes w- we know damn well that's true right but you don't have to be so blunt about it. And you you don't have to use that for your own political gain. And I don't know how that will influence the vote because in a lot of the different polls, Roy Moore is two points ahead. And it, this is a vote that's happening in December. Uh, So it, the turnout might be low. Yeah. And so I think the it, it's going to come down to probably – a couple thousand votes or something when I mean, it really boils down to it. So if you know anybody in Alabama, tell them to go out and vote and tell them to vote for uh, Doug Jones. If you want to try to take a clutch seat, which I think is possible if the right people go out there. Uh, but to kind of address some of the things that they said in this clip, um, they're saying, so they are basically asking why do African-Americans uh, vote for Democrats constantly and constantly, and this actually goes back to when I was, I would say, maybe 1920. And I was waiting for the bus when I lived in Philadelphia, and I met a black lady that was a Republican, and this is like 2004 2005. And she was going in on how it was stupid for black people to vote for Democrats way back then. And I've seen more and more people who are saying basically saying, like, yeah, it's dumb. And her reasoning was uh, they're permitting black people not to better themselves. So they, basically she just went full on conservative. Right. And so I wouldn't say – I think what it really boils down to is you can tell from that clip that I believe the values of liberalism are way, 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 way different than the values of conservatism. And like so being somebody who values liberalism – It's it's about creating a space that has an equal playing field. So I want to talk about the lady who said, do you want those immigrants coming over getting your jobs? And then you have to ask the question, why are the immigrants coming over and taking our jobs? And I look at that both in the high end sector. Uh when you look at like programming and development and you know how the post-industrial era is happening in the quote-unquote coast because that's where a lot of that happens but also in uh, the low-income settings where you know people are the n- those who pick our fruits those who work in our service industries those who work in our restaurants and things like that it's like why are they coming over to take those jobs well the former is because we're not churning out enough graduates that are capable of taking those jobs. And the latter is y'all feel like y'all too good to have those jobs. No, they're they're, right. they're, they're, they're taking, <clears throat> they're taking jobs that y'all have said you don't want by basically saying we ain't applying for them. Uh, we, we ain't going to do this type of work. So they take it cause they need the money. And so it really, so I don't, And so to say the immigrants are coming to taking your jobs, it's definitely not looking at the whole of it all. And what do – and I feel like if you're going to be a conservative and say America first, why aren't you asking what does America and Americans need to do to better themselves in order to get those jobs Instead of saying, oh, I don't want those people in there because they're getting those jobs. Because it, it contradicts the whole, you think competition is good. Yeah. And if you have the skills to meet up with the competition, then it doesn't matter. And but oh, the, And the proof's
0: it. in the pudding as far as our country. I mean, whenever we've allowed immigrants to come here and thrive, we've grown. And we've yeah. gotten better. And we've evolved. And we've, we've given rise to new innovations and in technology and... and you know, healthcare and made like huge strides based on the influence of immigrants that came over who needed opportunity and needed a base to be able to do their work. Mm-hmm. And, and the latter of what you're saying, people that come over and pick fruit, people that come over and clean houses, people that come over and clean the streets and do all the work that, you know, like you're saying, a lot of people are not applying for. And, and to think that that's an, antith- uh, an antithesis to what uh, the the country was based on is wrong because the country's based on, Different people coming, not not the singular, not all white Alabamans continuing to be white Alabamans for right. the betterment of Alabama. That doesn't make any sense. You know, Alabama needs to to recognize its place in America and its place with uh, the immigration policies of this country and how people are going to come and, and industries are going to come and if they're lucky, you know, they can be a part of that movement. You know, because solar is going to hit the South soon. You know, and jobs are going to be in that sector and and you know. Uh, electric car technologies are going to be evolving and they're going to build plants. Well, they're going to build them in the South, you know? And so the, the, yeah. the jobs are going to be available to the communities that, uh, you know, work within the system. That's going to include um, engineers coming over from different countries and stuff. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, is why I want to see more and more efforts to bring them uh, into the 21st century i know that big cities and that are like that but i feel like as a mentality uh, as a way to say hey we need people more educated to know about these things that are ever changing in our society um kind of uh, maybe if we have you know a bit of a vision of the future if you look at the the book ready player one which takes place in i think the 2040s and there's people who live in the stacks which are basically trailer parks that are stacked on top of each other and they're basically supposed to be a representation of uh, what middle America is today and it kind of says that it's going to go in it's going to go into such disarray and such poverty that people have to live like that and it's also kind of a bit of a critique on kind uh, of centralizing money and power into uh one and only in a few locations as well too and but i feel like if you give because you don't coding can be learned by anybody and there's so many resources for it and all you need is an internet connection and a computer and for some places in america that's a tall order right. and in other places in america it's not such a tall order and we have the resources and we have the means to build things out there so as a liberal I'm saying, why don't you put in steps to say, hey, we know this thing is a tall order. We want to give you the infrastructure so it's not a tall order. Because I'm still in the camp of what happens when you allow for middle America to be empowered by the digital revolution when it
0: comes to entrepreneurship. Right. What happens? I don't know, man. Uh, it's the I mean, and that's that that's the problem with the Republican agenda, is they don't uh, they don't recognize the needs of uh, the country as a whole. They just recognize these, like, individual goals that they have in mind, and they don't really care uh, who gets hurt by them. And it's all this emotional kind of lead-into stuff, you know, where they're just like, uh, Ro- Roy Moore's going to protect our jobs, so we got to vote for him. And it's like... Uh, that's not necessarily true. I mean, just as many people can lose their jobs next year under Roy Moore yeah. than anything, because I'm sure the economy there is not doing so hot. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be seeing the uh, and the rhetoric in, that we're hearing. You know, indeed, we, and they wouldn't be willing to support a candidate who has the shady past that Roy Moore does. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Well, in my uh, gear shifting switch today, but I that- want. I wanted to talk about uh, Christmas and holiday-related television specials. Oh, snap. Because they were always uh, a thing, you know. Back in the day when you only had so many channels, Mm -hmm. you know, you had uh, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one, where uh, Rudolph finds out his powers and not to be. was uh, dismissed from the reindeer crowd, mm-hmm. but to be you know important and have value, uh, he goes through a journey with a little elf guy. They end up f- dealing with a yeti at one point. They mm-hmm. meet they meet the lumberjack guy who like is really good at just like climbing and mountaineering with oh, them. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So there was that. That was a good uh, a good like holiday television show that's still still around every once in a while. There was the Frosty the Snowman.
1: Oh, that was my jam
0: you know you mm, know he mm, had to figure mm, out mm, that mm, he had to hang out mm, in cold mm, places mm, mm, mm. and uh and he was also the like uh the the narrator of the the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one that was kind of a frosty ass character uh yeah the Charlie Brown Christmas oh yeah. with the infamous uh, Charlie Brown Christmas tree all right. Which, you know, you always inevitably on Facebook have some friend who's like, "Oh, look, look, look at our Charlie Brown tree, but we still love it." Yeah. Do, 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 do. But uh yeah, Charlie Brown and his little Christmas tree return as the annual cartoon is displayed on ABC. <laughs> nice. Charlie took over directing duties for the school Christmas pageant with less than stellar results and needs to be reminded about the true meanings of the season. Oh. Yeah, solid. That's a solid uh one and then uh, what other what other Christmas television specials were there? Um, infamously, isn't there actually like the Star Wars one? Isn't that like there a, is a Star Wars Christmas special? It came out in the eighties. Y- it's bad. It's so pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like denied by a lot of the participants to be part of canon, and then <laughs> certain groups of uh, Star Wars fandom have decided that yes, uh, it is it is for surely. Uh, a canon-related... Um. Wow. But, you know, there's some funny stuff. You just learn a little more about Wookiee life, the Wookiee home life that we never know. And uh, friend of the show and fans we are of uh, good old Ron Funches, uh, his holiday classic, Trolls Holiday, is now... Out on television this oh, sh- this holiday snail. season to follow up the slam success of the feature-length movie Trolls. Oh, okay. Uh, so maybe uh, the Trolls holiday special will be uh, in the in the future. Will be in that pantheon. Uh, and you know, uh, prelude to next week, maybe we'll think about feature-length movies. Oh, that have holiday themes. Oh, I can I
1: can can think of stuff.
0: There's there's some good ones. There's there's all of them. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's in a few. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that next week, guys. And uh, with that, I want to ask Mr. Chaz, do you have anything you want to leave our audience with that'll grow their brains or another topic that'll help them? fight their way through today's ills of society so i guess i want to talk just a a
1: little bit again about fighting the fcc because you know the vote's happening on december it's likely going to happen if it doesn't if it doesn't happen it'll be a christmas miracle it'll mean somebody flipped a republican uh chairman and you know was like oh yeah no 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 you you guys deserve this because you know maybe entrepreneur entrepreneurs out there you know we we need the freedom of the internet in order to try and thrive and try to give, you know, awesome new products and services and life changing things to people. And we can't do that. If someone's like, but you know, I have 90% market share, but only 55% can watch it because they have access to it on Comcast. Right. So Right.
0: Yeah. That's going to be a problem in the future. And mm-hmm. definitely content creators are going to be fighting for the right to be able to pass their content because if they're getting restrictions, then they're going to see their numbers fall. Mm-hmm. You know, We're not going to get so much good material like we've been getting the last few years, content-wise.
1: Uh, so I definitely would look into talking to your communities more. Use your community centers. Come together. And just like we tell you to have those election powwows, I want you to start talking about, if you don't already have municipal internet, if you have municipal internet, y'all should just move to those cities. For right now, maybe if you want, if you're like I don't want to do all that. But for those who want to fight and you know build better infrastructure for your day-to-day life, you know those around you, uh, talk to them about doing your own like street-to-street internet, neighborhood neighborhood internet, uh, getting T1 lines installed and everything so you are the masters of your domain when it comes to the internet because that might be the only way we can undercut the big guy from taking away what we feel should now be a utility and a human right
0: yeah that's true and uh and that's gonna be the fight that we have now will set the tone for the future uh if we've been if we don't fight it now it'll be a tougher road in the future as they get more and more of the uh, institutions developed over the new rules, so we got to do it now. That is the key to these type of things. So, I hope people do, don't don't wait and call. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's I mean that's it. Otherwise, you know, stay safe if you're in California. Uh, stay away from uh, the wildfires, and if you're uh, out in the Northeast, you know, take care in the snow. Yeah, it
1: was the the Eastern Seaboard.
0: Yeah, I watched uh, I watched a uh, Bills Colts game today, and it was literally like they were playing on a foot of snow.
1: Oh wow, I haven't seen one of those games in a while. Yeah, it'd
0: been a while. It was pretty. It was pretty wild. Uh, low scoring per the use for those snow games. It was mm-hmm. Hard to get the ball out. But uh, but yeah, it was pretty. Uh, so you know, stay warm. Uh, you know, and uh, build your community. You know, recognize the needs of your fellow people that are around you. And recognize the agency and the privacy of your female constituents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whether you're a politician or just a janitor or anything in between, uh, be nice to the ladies. And in that, I mean, let them be. <laughs> yes, respect their bodily autonomy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that being said, Chaz, I think we've, uh, we've done our lot allotted time this week. Uh, we're following a tragic Seahawks loss, but that's all right. We'll get we'll get back on that horse next week. That's right. And uh I hope you have yourself a good uh, couple weeks of holiday here, man. Yeah, you too. All right, man. Take care and uh peace. 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 We out. To be my the truth. some strange had to be. He guided me to